right now. <laughs> Welcome to season two, episode 15 of the Home Healthcare Today show. I am your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. It is World Stroke Day, October 29th, 2022. We have the distinct honor and pleasure today to have Dr. Sunil Sheff. Dr. Sunil Sheff is the director of the Vascular Neurology Program at UT Health Houston McGovern Medical School. Dr. Sheff, welcome to our show today. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Moore, and also thank you so much for doing this segment. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. Dr. Chef, for those that aren't quite familiar with the prevalence of uh, strokes, I want to provide some statistics for our listeners yeah. and viewers. Please do. Yes, sir. In 2020, one in six deaths from cardiovascular disease was due to a stroke. Every 40 seconds, according to the CDC, every 40 seconds, someone in the United States has a stroke. Every three and a half minutes, unfortunately, someone dies of stroke. And then every year, more than 795,000 people in the United States have a stroke. About 610,000 of, of these are first or new strokes. Mm -hmm. Dr. Chef, from your, your research and your expertise and knowledge, what are some of the warning signs as well as some of the drivers for, for so many stroke victims in the United States? Yeah, very, very sobering numbers, isn't it, Dr. Moore? Yes, um, absolutely. And just one comment on that, too, is that uh, I think we focus a lot on the mortality, meaning the death that comes from stroke. But sometimes yes. what stroke does is it doesn't result in death. It results in severe disability. And, yes. and at times that can sometimes be worse. Uh, yes. You know what it, what the disease does is it it, it can strip you of, of who you are as a person. Of course, you know people are aware of symptoms of weakness and numbness and trouble speaking, but we won't go through those because it's worth reviewing. Yes, but it affects the brain, which is also who you are as a person, and so you you may forget uh, you know some of the most cherished memories of your family, childhood, uh, growing up, um, or or lose the ability to recognize your family members, and and so these. This is some of the the more devastating consequences of stroke, you know, even beyond uh, even beyond mortality, even beyond death. So, very very uh, not just deadly, but uh, devastating disorder. Um, but I but uh, you know to go through some of the symptoms, um, yes. which can be uh, often overlooked, uh -huh. or uh, people sometimes um, ignore them. Yes. And so I want uh, I'd love to go through those with you. And and there's some acronyms that have been developed. I think the one that's probably the most popular now is is B fast. Yes. Uh, because again, emphasizes that time is so important. Mm -hmm. um, but so for BFAST, uh, we'll go through those letters. So the B stands for balance. Balance. So yes. trouble with uh, walking or trouble coordinating your hands. Uh, the E is for eyes. So yes. loss of vision, blurry vision, double vision, one eye or either eye. Yes. Uh, the F, so now we're on fast. So the F in fast is for face. Face. So drooping your face, um, mm -hmm. slurring your words because your face isn't moving symmetrically. Yes. And then the A is for your arm. So weakness of the arm. You can't lift your arm. The arm's drifting. Or uh, even just your hand, you're dropping objects. You can't uh, pick up um, yes. you know, your keys, can't button your shirt. Mm -hmm. Then S is for speech. So again, speech. we talked about slurring your speech, but it could also be you can't... Uh, Think of the words you want to say. The words can't come out of your mouth properly, or you can't understand what people are saying. 
Yes. And then finally, T uh, is for time because time, time is, is so important. And just to yes. reemphasize the, the importance of speed. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dr. Chef. So we're, as we think about Be Fast, the acronym Be Fast, we want listeners and viewers to be watchful, watchful of the symptoms of balance and imbalance, um, the eyes, right? Uh, perhaps drooping of the eyes, right? As we get to fast face, changes in the face, drooping of the face, one side or both sides, uh, drooping arms. Um, you mentioned, Dr. Chef, not being able to necessarily grasp an item or uh, having full movement speech. And, uh, it's very important that not only did you mention slurred speech, but the cognitive ability to be able to find the exactly. right word, right. very right. important. Yes, sir. And in view of all of those letters of the acronym, the time, moving fast when a person actually sees these uh, cognitive as well as uh, mobile changes in a, in a loved one. Uh, doctor, right. doctor, are there some uh, perhaps lifestyle choices or are there some habits that make some individuals perhaps more perceptible uh, to or susceptible to actually um, experiencing a stroke? That's a great question. And and one, you know, not so great piece of news is that we're, we're seeing stroke in younger and younger people these days. Yes. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the same risk factors that people were developing earlier in life. We're now seeing, I'm oh, sorry, that were developing later in life. We're now seeing yes. earlier in life. Yes. So, uh, and I think many of these things are things that people are, are getting aware of because they can also cause heart disease. Yes. So to be more specific, I'm talking about things like high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our diet, there's lots of salt, uh, lots of lots of reasons that people have high blood pressure. Um, cholesterol is another yes. uh, high cholesterol can also cause heart disease, cause any kind of blood vessel disease. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly same for brain vessel disease that can cause stroke. Yes. Uh, obesity. So, you know, as you get as you get heavier, um, there are many other changes in your body's metabolism. Yes. Um, diabetes goes along with that, too. So these are all risk factors that I think people uh, are aware of. And then some of the other ones just to go through are smoking uh, yeah, is, a, is a problem, any kind of real tobacco usage. Um, and then a few other ones that people are maybe less familiar with, but uh, but sleep apnea. We have yes. some data that mm -hmm. uh, obstructive sleep apnea, if you're not getting uh, good oxygenation, good, good uh, rest at nighttime, that, that's also a, a risk factor. There are also things that can run in families. So yes. there, are, there are some, uh, we don't know the exact gene, but we know that there are certain types of stroke syndromes that can run in families. And so if, if you are someone who, you know, you know, in your family, you know, your uncles, your, your aunts at, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in their 50s and 60s are already developing heart disease and they've had stroke. Yes. And, you know, this is a reason to be more vigilant for your own health. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Chef. And out of those um, non-modifiables in terms of genetics and heredity, you know, recognizing that perhaps there is uh, a stronger possibility or likelihood but where we find a lot of hope and courage is looking at what is modifiable. So when it comes to diet, exercise, um, rest management, uh, moving away from from smoking mm -hmm. and the like, uh, and then of course watching watching our weight, right? Watching our our waistline as we think about obesity and managing cholesterol. Very very helpful, um, Dr. Chef. Our uh, 
Primary stakeholder group are the homebound. So the individuals that may already have a debilitating illness that prevents them from getting out of the house as much as they would uh, like to. What can some of my caregivers do as they begin to think about being more watchful of homebound patients out there that may perhaps have had a stroke or uh, are recovering from a stroke, right? Um, or are at greater risk? What could caregivers do to be of greater support? Yeah, it's great. It's a great question. Obviously, a very, very important population too. Yes. I think um, for patients who have had a stroke uh, recently yes. and they're, they're, they have disability because of that, I think a few things to, to be mindful of is one is trying to trying to move, trying to use your brain, trying to use the functions that you've lost. Yes. Especially in the early months after uh, you've suffered the stroke. It's very important for long-term recovery. So uh, the more effort you're putting in at the beginning, uh, the better you'll do in, in the long run. So so sure. being, being supportive, being encouraging, um, and working through uh, is important. I think the other thing that goes along with that is is trying to be very positive. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as we started in the beginning of the segment, this is changing who you are as a person. It, it can be incredibly depressing. Yes. It really affects your mood. It can affect the mood of everyone around you. Mm -hmm. But trying to be trying to be as positive as you can, at least to the extent that you are you're able to participate in therapy and and work uh, towards a recovery, I think is is very, very important uh, towards having ultimately as good of an outcome as possible. Beautiful. The other thing to think about again is is stroke can recur. And so I think if 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 there are new symptoms that are coming to be a vigilant for the same things that we were just talking about earlier, Yes. the FAST acronym because it, because it can it can come back. Absolutely, these are things that we, that we may want to treat uh, or may be able to to help with um, when they when they come back. Wonderful, wonderful. Hey, um, Doctor, you've been so generous with your time and insight. I know you have a, a very busy schedule there. As we wrap up the uh, close of this particular segment, uh, in honor and view of World Stroke Day, uh, Doctor. Uh, send us out on an optimistic note. Some of the some of the developments, some of the hope um, and encouragement that you are seeing uh, through research and practice uh, to give our our listeners as well as our viewers a ray of hope on uh, World Stroke Day. Yeah. So first, uh, I just want to thank you for for doing this segment and increasing yes, stroke awareness. I think that is by far the biggest <laughs> thing we have to work on. Uh, yes, sir. Is getting getting people aware, getting to the hospital faster. The good news is yes. for people who can come to the hospital quickly or are able to, to get to the right facility, we actually have really nice treatments for, for stroke these days, which we didn't have even 10 years ago. Yes. Uh, for the people presenting with some of the most severe disabling strokes, uh, we're able to now open up these blockages in the brain that are causing the problems with these procedures wow. called thrombectomy. Minimally invasive, can be done sometimes very quickly, and they have dramatic impacts on, on patient outcomes. I've had patients that, that come in paralyzed, can't speak, can't see. Yes. We do the procedure, we open up the blockage, restore the blood flow to the brain, and wow. in an hour, they're back to where they were. So yes, it really, really is a, a new era here in the last mm -hmm. decade that we're able to substantially help people get yes, to the hospital quickly, and, and we, we have a lot of options in terms of treatments we can deliver. Wonderful, Dr. Chef. Well, hey, it's great to hear that there's um, outstanding uh, treatments in place, um, and in some cases, cures for folks that uh, have had a stroke, but most importantly, prevention, right? So thank Absolutely. you 
Yes, sir. Thank you so much for giving us some of that great insight and energy about a wellness program, wellness agenda, focusing on prevention, but the ray of hope in the event that one does suffer, there's a lot of great help out there. Thanks so much, Dr. Shah. My pleasure. Absolutely. Really appreciate being here. Thank yes, you. Sir. And happy World Stroke Day to you and your colleagues. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> Wonderful, so much. sir. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you, Doc. <laughs>